Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney and myself here to talk investing, finance, retirement, and the other half of our top 10 uh, Social Security myths. We're going to pick up the second five this go around. And uh, we covered the first big one. The first five were kind of the biggies, I think, Phil. Yeah. These next five are maybe a little less known, but there's some interesting stuff in here as well. Mm-hmm. So wanted to break these down as well. How are you doing this week? You doing all right? Doing good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Always, always good to talk with you. Always good to learn something new. And I think uh, there's some interesting stuff, again, with Social Security myths. Like we, we shared before, there's usually like a nugget. There's like a piece that's that's kind of factual, but then it gets right. distorted and that kind of creates the, the non-factual part of the myth, if you will, right? Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's uh, the way it is with a lot of things is yeah, the, probably all the fact, but then there's the interpretation, if you want to call it, or the, you yeah. know, um, how somebody envisions or stretches that fact out to, yeah. I don't want to say play a narrative, but I mean, at the, at the end of the day, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, is hey, big, this is this is how they're trying to present it. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, Bigfoot was probably just a big bear that was walking on his back <laughs> leg, right? That's right. That's right. And it got distorted into some walking, you know, mammoth thing. But uh, anyway, so let, let's jump in and take the next uh, next five here and get going. Sure. Uh, myth number six on our total 10 here is you can't work and receive Social Security benefits at the same time. I think this one is, Phil, is because of the early retirement age. Right. It just it creates limits, but as far yes. as like you just can't do it, that's not correct. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, it, you know, again, earliest you can retire is sixty two. The one exception to that is sixty, and that's if you're getting survivor benefits. Okay. All but right. anytime you file prior to your full retirement age, so somewhere between sixty six and sixty seven, um, if you plan on working, there there's a limit, right? There's a threshold. Mm-hmm. If you earn above that threshold, then you're going to end up losing a portion of the benefit. It's around twenty thousand dollars a year. I think it's like good, twenty-one something. Yeah, this year it went right? up a little bit more. It's like twenty-one something for this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you earn more than that, for every uh, two dollars over the threshold, you lose a dollar of the benefit. You know, so yes, the, there's some truth in that. In that, you, it's not that you can't work. It's that if you do work, right, and earn above certain thresholds, kind of you like may not time. get the full benefit. Yeah, it's like so. part-time. Think, and right. many retirees do that. You, you retire early. Maybe you do need yep. to turn it on. Maybe the strategy worked to go at 62, but you're A, bored, and maybe you want a little extra income, so you work, right. but you just can only work and make so much money. My brother's considering doing this very same thing. So. Right. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. To, to me, the, the fact here is just understanding that scenario and how it works because you don't want to get into retirement and think, okay, I've got Social Security, I'm filing early for that. Right. I'm going to work and earn 30000 a year. And, and you start to put your income plan together. And then you realize, well, wait a minute, I earned more than that threshold. Now I'm going to lose part of the Social Security benefit. And all, you know, now you don't have the income you needed. So you think you have to work more, which causes you to l- lose more of the Social Security. Yep. Yep. Just understand the relationship. Have that built out ahead of time. So, but, and, but Phil, once you get to, oh, I'm sorry, once you get to full retirement age, though, sky's the limit, right? Yeah, once you reach full retirement age, there is no limit. You can right. earn, you know, whatever you want. In fact, million bucks in, in that year of full retirement, the year you turn full retirement, mm-hmm. then the, the threshold goes up dramatically. It's over fifty two thousand dollars a year. You can and that's earn. like just like that one year, right? Right. It's just that one year. So, and the other thing to consider too, is that the earning limits, both of these that we're talking about, those only apply after you file for social security, you know? So even let's say you were filing for social security July 1st this year, 
what happened January 1st to June 30th doesn't make any difference. It's irrelevant. Oh, okay. It's only on the date of filing after or the date you receive your benefit becomes effective after that it matters. Nice. So little tax hack uh, there for you, so to speak. Yeah. And then one, one other point too with this is, so yeah, you do lose the current benefit, mm-hmm. but that isn't lost forever because what ends up happening is, you know, make it easy. Let's say you filed at 62, ended up getting a job offer, went back to work, losing half of your benefit. Once you reach full retirement age, at that point, they're going to recalculate the the filing date, basically. And let's say you lost half of it. It's going to be as though you filed at 64, not 62, mm, gotcha. because it you didn't get the benefit. You know, so that that is a little, I don't want to say trick, but it, it, the fact of how it works that, yeah, I lost the benefit. I don't get it currently, but that benefit isn't gone. So nice. Okay. That's good to know for sure. Yeah. So there's a lot of, again, tons of little ways you can see where where it kind of can get distorted. Right. And Mm -hmm. and, and then it creates these myths. So myth number seven, uh, interesting one. Social security benefits are only for us citizens. That seems like a no brainer, but there are a few minor caveats. Right. Yeah. I mean, it really comes down to, I mean, you have to be a resident, you have to be paying us tax. Right. Um, and have that work history. You could be a non-citizen. yeah, you could be a spouse, then yeah, yeah that you don't have to have that work history to get yep. it. So yeah, you yeah. don't have to be a U.S. citizen to get it. Right. Which, it, I mean, I, I can understand to some extent with, I mean, if you've worked here, you paid in, right? you know, or your spouse is paid in, then yeah, I mean, it, why, why should it be different for somebody in that scenario than, than not? But, right. And I think, you know, obviously a lot of the immigration issues that we have going on can certainly lead to this one. Uh, and even maybe something like living uh, abroad, you know, yes. can, can kind of create this as well. It's like, well, if you, you know, if you're, if you give up citizenship, then yes. I mean, I, I was, you know, we were looking at, right. and we went to Aruba and had a good time and we were like, oh, we should move to Aruba. And I was like, I wonder if I can get Social Security. As long as you're still a U.S. citizen, yes. Right. Yes. You know, Correct. but if you totally give up citizenship, then no. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you yeah, if you denounce your citizenship, then no, it's, it's done. But I mean, if you right. have the work history in, yeah, in the U.S. and you're living here, you're a resident, then that's a whole other scenario. But theoretically, one person, again, could be a non-citizen and a spouse could be. And then you have the spousal benefit. So, yes. Uh, all right. Myth number yeah, pretty, eight. Pretty narrow scenario. Yeah, that pretty happens, narrow. Scenario. Yeah. yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty narrow there. Uh, number eight. If you have a pension, you won't be eligible for Social Security. Now, obviously, in Michigan, there's tons still still a lot of businesses with pensions. Uh, this one's a weird one. I, I don't think it precludes you right it could just alter no. your uh, uh the funds i suppose the benefit options i suppose right yeah and, and it's not for all pensions it's okay. if you have what's called a uh, a non-covered pension you know basically okay. if you've worked for and usually it's a governmental entity mm-hmm. um most common are going to be postal workers um you know police fire workers okay where the the pension that they have is from a work history that they did not pay into social security on mm-hmm so for that work history, if you have a pension, it has to be a substantial pension. There's this whole scenario you have to run through. But if if you do have a substantial work history and pension from that work history, right, and you've got think of it like a second career after that or before it doesn't matter, you also have another work history for whoever that you've now paid into Social Security. So you have a Social Security benefit for that work history. Gotcha. If that's your scenario, you have these two sets of work histories. If you have a a larger pension from that non-covered work history, yeah, it can reduce uh, your Social Security benefit. I mean, I've got a uh, fire chief um, had just that scenario, you know, has a nice pension from Mm -hmm. from the uh, city of Detroit. Right. 
um, but also had a second work history where he does have a Social Security benefit from it. And unfortunately, because of the amount of his pension from the city of Detroit, it dramatically reduced his Social Security benefit. Right. I mean, it doesn't seem fair. I mean, you did have both sure. these work histories, but it's just the rules and how it works. So, so yeah, and so it doesn't, again, necessarily preclude you, but it can alter your benefits. Absolutely. The yeah, and it, it, the big key there is it's not uh, it's not just a pension kind of across the board. It has, it's very specific pension, a non-covered yeah. pension, yeah. pension from that work history for, you know, for a entity that you did not pay into Social Security on okay. those wages. A non-covered so. pension. All right. Correct. Good yep. All right. Myth number nine, Social Security benefits are based on your income and assets. I think this one, Phil, probably, you know, I guess people get confused on this thinking that, I don't know, if you've got, if you've got a $5 million house and I got a million dollar house, does it somehow right. alter, you know, and it's really, no, it's, it's, the, it's the salary, it's the earning years, which we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, but that's really what it's based off of, right? It's not based on your total yeah, assets. Yeah, your, your assets, um, from a Social Security standpoint, um, doesn't come into play at all, you know, or right. even income. I mean, you, you could be, if you've got a work history and based on that, you know, you're a top earner, you know, paid in the, the maximum Social Security benefit, you're collecting $4,000 a month. Yeah, that doesn't change and doesn't go down if you've got a you know million dollars of investment income coming in too. It does, yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. You paid yeah. in the benefit. You're entitled yeah, to it. You know, it's so not means tested. It's not means tested. At least the benefit yet, anyway. itself isn't. Yeah, it, exactly. That is one so, of the I mean, things that is right. That it is, and maybe that's where this myth yeah. is kind of getting started from as well as is that's one of the things that's being considered as means testing. Uh, you know, because I mean, you could say people could sit there and say, "Well, well, is Oprah ever going to need Social Security?" <laughs> right? Probably not. Right? Right. But I mean, the, you know, the bottom line, yeah, they paid into it just like you or I. So yeah, yeah. are they not entitled to it? I, right. I mean, that's who knows. I mean, it's, that gets into the fair and the equitable question, which yeah, is a it's whole an interesting other scenario to get into. Right. For sure. But, I mean, you yeah, have it, Right now, they're not means tested. Yeah. I mean, it, okay. it is what it is. You, you can have as much assets and income and get the full benefit. Yeah. Um, taxability, then yeah, you're going to be hitting that 85% taxability for sure. And it's going to be taxable. So I mean, it's, you know, that that's mind, kind of right. the means testing side of it, if anything. But. Yeah. Just bearing that in mind. And that really leads into myth number 10. And that's our final one. And it, it's, it's your social security benefits are based on the last job you had before you retired. And it's right. not, it's based over what the 30 year or 35 years, top 35 years. Yeah. And yeah. this, so this is where a lot of times people get social security and pensions kind of confused because Pensions very often are the, you know, the top three or 10 or whatever it is, the most recent or, okay. you know, it's something like that. It's a, a smaller time frame. Very often it's, it's um, tied to um, recency, right? The, the, okay. the last three years of work or something that of that sense. nature. Yeah. Social security doesn't work like that at all. It's the yeah. top 35 years. Um, Which is why it's the, the, important, Phil, to, to go through and check, go to SSA.gov, yeah, take absolutely. a look. Yeah. Make yeah, sure understand your work history. Right. Make sure it's right, especially if you're self-employed, mm -hmm. um, because that net Schedule C income is what is part of your Social Security work history. So yeah. make sure that's right. They've got it recorded. Yeah, even right. through COVID too, right? Think about people that were changing mm -hmm. jobs or losing jobs or whatever. Make sure yep. that stuff's been reported accurately, so that you yep. you know can get the the best. Because uh, often we are in our higher earning years, the last years of our Later work on. life. But right. you still want to make sure that it's accurate, uh, you know, because it's like probably the job you had when you were sixteen at Wendy's has probably been kicked off the list, right? Yeah, yeah, more, uh, more than likely, more than likely, you know, or that that first job you got out of your you know career, your college career, you know, the early work history, so to speak, is probably going to get eliminated, right? But I mean, that being said, all that early work history, it all gets indexed for inflation to bring it up to a current value, and they're oh, figuring out okay. the top thirty-five. Good, good. So that's the first step they do is index everything for inflation, bring it up to a current value. 
Then they just reorder it top to bottom and pick the top 35 years. You gotcha. know, so it's not the recency of when it happened doesn't really matter. It's those top 35. Gotcha. Okay. But again, uh, there's course, a lot of understanding to how this works because number one, if you don't have 35 years, they're still dividing whatever that number is by 35. Oh, interesting. You know, so if you only have 30 years of work history or 20, you know, you had a great career, you're going to retire early. Well, they're still taking that work history that you have divided by 35 years. So it's going to dramatically change how that benefit works for you wow. in that scenario. And as, so an, just, yes, as a self-employed person, if right. you maybe were kind of paying yourself under the table or whatever and not oh, doing yeah. Social Security payments for a while, that could certainly alter that. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a lot of factors that go into that and understand yeah. how that work history calculates how the you know how it how plays into what the calculation of the benefit is i should yeah, say yeah so. no good information for sure so again this is the top 10 social security myths there's a lot of them out there um you know get get a good information go to ssa.gov make sure that you've created an account there you know all that kind of stuff because they don't even send out the little form as much anymore right you right. need to go no, to you can the you can download it online you can get the most recent ones so yeah so and of course you know have the conversations but if you need help talk to a professional right talk to somebody who's yep. got experience it's just about every financial advisor you usually have somebody in their office that's really good at the social security mm -hmm. aspect, right? Uh, and Phil, you and your team obviously do a great job with all these components as well. So if you need help, folks, as always, and you're not already working with Phil, reach out to him, have some questions about social security. Make sure you're getting these myths addressed so that you yep. don't make a mistake and kind of go down the wrong path. Uh, you can call him at 248-888-7530. It's 248-888-7530 if you're listening to this. But if you're watching it on YouTube or something, the number's been on the screen the whole time. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple or Google or Spotify or YouTube. You can find it all at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. And we're here every week. We do a podcast every week and talk about various different subjects. So hopefully you find a useful nugget or two of information in there. Phil, buddy, thanks as always, man. All right. Have a great week. I appreciate you breaking these down. And we'll be back next week with more Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.